This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. Amber Smith here with you. A considerable number of children are teased or threatened, excluded or harassed, even assaulted as the victims of bullying. Experts estimate that almost all children at some point will experience bullying behavior either as a victim, as the bully, or as an observer. Here to talk about this issue is pediatrician Ann Botash. She's a professor of pediatrics at Upstate, the director of the Child Abuse Referral and Evaluation Program, and the medical director for McMahon-Ryan Child Advocacy Center. Welcome, Dr. Botash. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. <laughs> well, I've seen references to a study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in 2013 that showed a third of middle school students and 20% of high schoolers report having been bullied on school property. Um, and I know many schools have seen bullying as an issue in recent years, and they've taken some steps to try to address that. Um, do you have any sense for whether things are getting better about this? Well, there, I haven't seen any really recent uh, literature to support uh, an improvement, and I think that it would be hard to study an improvement at, at this point because so much of bullying now has turned into cyberbullying, and that's a new and you know change since those studies were done. Right. So I think it's really hard to to say you know what the numbers are. I my opinion is that we're still around. 20 to 30 percent of kids and that's just based on you know right it seems like it's it's a lot it's it's many kids not not consistently bullied but it is many kids who have either experienced it or seen someone bullied that number even goes higher if, if they're a witness okay well it seems like people might think they know what bullying is but there's a real definition for what bullying is right Yes, uh, most of the schools use the always definition, uh, which has three pieces to it. One piece is that it is an aggressive behavior, and you can define that really however you want. Online, it means one thing to be aggressive, and in person, it means something else, more physical aggression. Sure. The second is that it's a repeated behavior, and I think this is a really critical part to the to the definition. It's not just bad behavior on the part of a person who you know, bullies willy-nilly everyone. This is, this is, bullying is really a repeated targeted behavior targeted. to a specific person or type of person. Um, and usually as the victim, it's a person, the repeated um, bullying. And then um, usually there's, there to make the definition complete, there would be a power imbalance. So one person may be physically bigger or maybe, mm. you know, more, um, superior in some way maybe they're in fifth grade and the other person's in fourth grade or okay. something like that so or online you, there can be a power imbalance because the other person is anonymous so that creates a power imbalance if you don't know who it is you have this oh, good um, point. you know sense of you're, you're, you're not able to do be. anything right well you've mentioned that cyberbullying, and that's something that's new to this generation of children I mean, the parents of these children didn't have social media when they were growing up. Um, so this is kind of a new phenomenon. How big of a problem is it? I, I think it's a pretty big problem. We've seen a number of kids in our child abuse clinic who have been bullied subsequent to disclosing about their abuse through social oh. media. Um, I think, you know, there I've learned quite a bit about what's out there in terms of apps and sites and things that I really don't want to know about mm -hmm. <laughs> that are available to our, our, our patients and our children and our, our students. And I think, you know, they keep changing. So we have to keep up with what 
what's new and what our children can access. And that's really hard for parents because we're really busy. And the last thing we really want to do is sit down and analyze the web, <laughs> what's right. happening on the web. Right. Or figure out apps and which apps are being Yeah. Used and how for... do you block this app and that, that app? And, you know, can you block all the apps? Um, and even just, you know, I've had children who really know a lot more about using their phone than, I mean, most children actually do, than their parents. And so how do you keep children safe when you right. really don't necessarily have that knowledge to do that? Yeah, that's that's tricky. I, any advice you have for parents on what they can do? I, I mean, some parents set limits on the use of social media, um, different hours, you know, the, not to take the phone to bed, that sort of thing. Does yeah, I, I think I think a lot of the same advice that we give to parents for, you know, regular bullying, <laughs> not cyberbullying, fits also for um, okay. bullying online. And you know, the the things that you want you really have to do, um, you have to know what your child's doing online. You have to. So, um, if you can protect, if you can learn the technology so that you can protect your children from getting people coming to, to find them online that are perpetrators, mm -hmm. that would be the first step, mm -hmm. you know, okay. the big step. But then, you know, other children, how do, how do you keep them from being bullied by other children on something as simple as Facebook? And you really can't. What you can do is you can talk to your child about what that's like or what that feels like. Or, um, you know, if they, if they, uh, if you ask the questions about bullying, you're likely to get the answer being no, there's not any bullying happening. But if you ask a question about behaviors, you know, is, is anybody blocking you on Facebook mm. or, um, do you ever feel uncomfortable when you read something online? And you'd be surprised. Kids will tell you those kinds of things. So you have to think of the possible behaviors that you might that they might be witnessing and ask a more direct question in that way. And it's the same with, with real life. You know, you, you want to ask whether the child's being bullied on the school bus. You don't ask, are you being bullied on the school bus? You ask, how was the bus ride? Are you, you know, who did you, you sit with? Yeah, who did you sit with? Who's your friend? And, you know, what um, are you afraid of anything? That simple as yeah. that. Well, that's good advice. Well, you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on Air. We're talking about bullying with pediatrician Ann Botash. Um, well, I guess what I wanted to know is, generally, what's your advice for parents in terms of raising children who are resistant to bullying? Is there a, a secret yeah, recipe? So for there's no, no, <laughs> I wish there was. I think their secret is to raise your children how you would raise them, be supportive of them, um, try to be in their lives, to know what's going on in the neighborhood, what they're doing online. Give them the tools they need to be able to have um, good social skills, you know, communication with other people, being confident. Um, the kids that get bullied, you know, as a parent, you might think about the risk factors for your children. So if you have mm. a child who needs to go to the nurse's office to take medication, that might be something that makes them stand out and be different in the class. Not that being different is bad, but those kinds of things are the things that bullies look for. Zero in on it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if your child has a, a, a feature, a physical feature that might make them stand out, um, maybe it's uh, they just got braces and they feel bad about it. It could be something simple like that. I would hate to think that kids would be bullied over braces, though. It's like every kid seems to right. have braces right. anymore. Um, but they might have uh, not have braces and have an overbite or might be overweight or... Uh, might have a gender identity um, mm. 
that might result in um, in middle school or in high school and that being a risk for being bullied. So a lot of the risk factors are really the risk factors um, also uh, for abuse. You know, you wouldn't blame a child for being abused. It's really the environment that they're in, um, their um, comfort with telling someone um, when something is happening. So as a parent, you want to establish that communication with your child so that they feel comfortable telling you. You also want to um, be aware of what's happening in your school to keep a supportive environment. And those are usually positive types of um, activities in schools. You, you can't you know, you can punish kids for bullying, but that doesn't necessarily prevent the bullying. It's really um, teaching kids compassion and teaching kids, you know, what they need to do to be supportive of one another. With with children, you need to also be aware that even being a bystander and watching bullying is is a um, a mental health risk for kids. So being oh. the bully, being a bystander, and being bullied, all three of those are are uh, bad for you. <laughs> Well, some, I mean, if a, if a child is being bullied, they hopefully would say something to the parent, but they may not. Are there other clues um, that would tip a parent off that they need to inquire? Um, so they might be, um, grades might be falling. Uh, they might show fear. Um, you might see bruises. I mean, it could be oh, physical okay. um, bullying. Typically, though, it isn't. Um, especially with girls. Girls tend to bully in like the mean girl kind of mean way. <laughs> like everybody like, knows that from yeah. the movie, but um, girls can be more cliquish and just the kinds of shunning that happen happens with girls. Um, and um, that also happens online, um, being blocked from mm. uh, being unfriended. Those kinds of things are, are, are shunning um, in some cases. Sometimes people just want their privacy, but sometimes that it is really meant to be uh, something that hurts someone. So, you know, how do you know those things are happening? You don't always. And uh, that's, that's the part that as a parent is kind of frightening. You really want to right. know what's happening in your child's life about everything. And so bullying would be something that you could open the conversation. Well, what did you mean when you said just being a bystander um, can be a, a problem as well? Uh, someone you know so, witnessing so if you witness um you know a, a group of people beating up on someone mm -hmm. or um I, you know i i have a memory from fourth grade of a girl who was brand new new kid in class who all the other girls stood around and lifted up her skirt and teased her and you know that was fourth grade but i still right. remember it wow. because i didn't do anything i just watched it because i didn't know what to do so helping your kids to have some sense of control over those situations, I think, is important. So being able to tell someone confidentially so that it doesn't come back with retaliation against right. your son or daughter, that's also important because bullies do retaliate. <laughs> um, so all those things are, are of concern. That's why bully, bully, bully victims often don't tell because they're afraid of the retaliation. And so having a, an environment where um, they're protected from that retaliation. And sometimes the victim is the one who ends up having to change classes or something like that. Right, and right. that's actually, you know, hard for a child who's been bullied. Might, sometimes it's the only answer, but it seems like it's, um, 
just further um, bullying, really, because they, they're the one who's punished, in a sense. So right. those, those kinds of things are all discussions that have to happen in the school set setting if, if bullying is happening in the school. Um, but again, many times that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing it happening online. So parents might not know necessarily unless their child tells them that they're being bullied or that they're seeing other kids being bullied. But how would a parent know if their child is the one who's doing the bullying? Well, similarly, um, you might not know um, because your child is the the one who's the most popular or, you know, doing well in everything. And um, you really, as a parent, don't want to believe that as of your own child. So um, I think that observation, um, really listening when other children say something to their parents and then it comes back to you, try to take that seriously, that's really hard to do. Um, I think, you know, just the answer to all these questions is having a supportive environment to being available to your kids emotionally, um, making it uh, a conversation that you have at the dinner table, not about using the words bullying or have you seen bullying today, but actually about what happened today what at happened? school and, you know, oh. what, what they're doing, um, what they've seen. And the bystander story is a great uh, mm -hmm. tool to help people to talk about bullying. Oh, you saw yeah. this? Well, what would you do? Or, right. you know, that kind of thing. Well, I wish we had more time to talk about this. It's a very good topic. But I want to thank you for coming in. We've been talking to Ann Botash, a professor of pediatrics at Upstate, and you've been listening to HealthLink on Air. Thank you.